From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. If you're my age, you grew up watching The Incredible Hulk. And sometimes you learned that you just didn't want to make Bruce Banner angry. Because when you did, he turned in to a very, very unstoppable force. Right now, social media is telling us that a former league MVP in the NFL is about to do the same. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I don't think you were prepared for the number of 80s wrestling and now 80s cartoons uh, analogies <laughs> I'm making. Like, what? Did, did Harry Douglas watch cartoons? Like, uh, so, true story, when I was a little kid, we'll get to this story in a second, guys. Everybody relax. But when I was a little kid, I only got to watch one TV. 30 minutes of TV was the max a day because I was practicing the violin so much. I was working hard. Like, I had 30 minutes. And so it was Transformers for me. So 30 minutes was was it. Or one period was Gummy Bears. But then Transformers. Was there like a go-to Harry Douglas cartoon that you always watched as a kid? Hmm. What, what what did did Harry did Harry Douglas ever watch TV as a kid or were you just outside no, being an I mean, athlete? I, I, no, I did. I watched I watched all kind of stuff. I, I mean, I won't just go cartoon. Like I watched Power Rangers and stuff like that. Captain Planet. Captain Planet was a cartoon. I used to watch Captain Planet. You you and uh, like Gojo used to give me grief. Like Captain Planet's just a little too young for me. Sometimes I forget that I'm a lot older than you are because like Jeez. Captain Planet. I know, well, thank you, thank you so much for that. My bad, uh, Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Javante, did you have a favorite cartoon as a kid? I'm just taking us off the rails here. Uh, not really, not really, just one. I mean, like, obviously different uh, age bracket here, but I used to watch like Ed, Ed, Nettie, and. Courage to Carly Dog growing up. Okay, I'm going to test this. I'm going to tell the truth, man. I was trying to watch Channel 98 and 99 growing up. And then I was Not trying to watch myself. how it was. Okay. I was, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, uh, this has now become a cultural. Uh, uh, we're we're going to do a little survey here. Evan, I'm going to ask you this question Did you have a favorite cartoon when you were growing up? Not that I can remember, no. Okay. I thought maybe it was like a cultural thing because Javante and Harry look a little different than Evan and I do. Turns out I'm just a weird one. So for me, I guess, I don't know. Uh, all right. Now I'll get us on the rails. By the way, don't forget, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for a new Super Start battery. They can test your old battery for free. And if it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Get the power, performance, and reliability of Super Start exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right. The uh, the bank account of Orlando Brown is off to a super start as he signs a mega deal, a mega deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, a, a deal that you and I both immediately said, holy cow, I love Cincinnati being aggressive. Uh, they give unprecedented full guarantees at the front of a contract uh, to him, and he gets a ton of money. So first and foremost, kudos to the Bengals for going out and saying, we know we need to continue to uh, address their offensive line. Looks great. Harry, you like that signing, I'm presuming? I love that signing because two offseasons in a row, in a row for the Cincinnati Bengals, they are able to focus on the offensive line and protecting their franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. I didn't see this move coming, but I love the signing of Orlando Brown going to Cincinnati. All right. So uh, with that being said, Orlando Brown uh, was on NFL Live yesterday. It was really all over the place. So this is from Get Up. He was asked on Get Up about Lamar Jackson, someone he knows well, obviously, seeking a fully guaranteed deal. This is what he had to say. And it's about to become very important because there is reaction to this. 
I just feel like, man, you know, at this point in time in the NFL, I do believe that fully guaranteed contracts should definitely be something that we're discussing. And someone like Lamar, his status, his ability, uh, the things that he's shown as a leader, uh, his qualities off the field, uh, I don't know if there's anybody more deserving right now than that, than, than him. You know what I mean? Maybe some other quarterbacks that are coming up, but I, I personally believe he definitely deserves fully guaranteed due. Now, I think that's an important statement, right, Harry? First and foremost, when a player speaks on a player and they know them that well, there has to be some some importance to that, right? 100%. So now, this is what Lamar has tweeted. Lamar took that, that clip from GetUp, and he quote tweeted it. First off, Trip, congratulations two times, Big Bra, with two heart emojis. When this is all said and done, I feel bad for the rest of the 31. Hashtag, not really. Lamar's telling you he's mad right now. Because all I can think of right now, uh, seeing that tweet from Lamar Jackson, is how a lot of people doubted him if he was a quarterback when he entered the draft, right? And the Baltimore Ravens starting four and five in their in their first nine games and Lamar Jackson being inserted as the quarterback. And then they, they went six and one at that time. And then the following season in 2019, they went 14 and two and Lamar Jackson went and won an MVP award in the National Football League. That's all I'm thinking about right now. So the young man has a, you, you think Aaron Rodgers has a, has a chip. These players have chip on their shoulders, man. Like they, they, they're human too. I keep saying this. Professional athletes are human too. He feels some type of way, and he feels sorry, not really, for the other 31 teams in the National Football League. Now, there's a couple of things here that I, that I sort of read into. Number one, by the way, Orlando Brown got a four-year, $64 million contract with a signing bonus of over $31 million. That's a new record uh, for an offensive lineman. So Orlando Brown can, Brown can certainly speak to the fact that more and more money is being guaranteed, and that's more and more of the importance here. But one thing he says is, I feel b- bad for the rest of the 31. That still speaks to me that he wants to find a spot where he's going to be long term, right? Like, yep. if I feel if I feel bad for the rest of the thirty one, that doesn't speak to me. With I'm going to run it back with the Ravens, and then I'll do this again next year. Like, you don't. It, it feels to me more like when you're saying I feel bad for the rest of the thirty one, you're saying I'm going to find my spot. They're going to love me. I'm going to love them back, and I'm going to kick the rest of the league's ass for the next decade because of it. Well, that's why I said on Get Up last Friday that I don't see Lamar Jackson taking a two- or three-year deal, right? He, he's worked up to this point, uh, to the point to where he wants to be, you know, financially stable, right? And I understand most people say, well, what they're offering, that's financial stability. No, I'm, we're talking about for a unanimous MVP, one or two people who, who have that title, right? We're talking about one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We're talking about a, a, definitely a top-ten quarterback, probably what, when he's healthy, a top-six Quarterback in the National Football League, so he wants to be compensated the, the the correct in the correct manner and not just a two or three year deal. He's looking for a four to five, maybe six year deal, maybe longer than that. So he wants to be compensated that way, and he wants to be loved and appreciated. And I keep thinking about the fact that we know he wants full guarantees. What I don't know, and I, I, I don't think any of us can really speak to, is how much of the contract does he really want every single dollar of the whole thing guaranteed? Does he want the most in guaranteed money ever, but he'll take extra fluff years at the end of the contract? Like, we don't know any of this because he doesn't speak to those specifics and he doesn't have an agent that's leaking any of it. So we only know what the Ravens or people around the Ravens are telling us. That's all. That's all we can know. But I'm still sitting here shooketh because one minute after free agency was available for Lamar Jackson yesterday, he couldn't even be talked to by anyone until 4 o'clock Eastern. 
4 o'clock Eastern was the first time you could even send him you up. And I got to keep clarifying that because at 4.01, we get the tweet that the commanders were signing Jacoby Brissett. Like, uh, we keep talking about the commanders being a perfect fit. How the hell are you going to just, I I mean, and maybe they had everything ready to go. They sent him you up. They got the details in one minute and they're like, we're out. It just feels like that's staggeringly fast for Jacoby Brissett. Did you have to get ahead of Jacoby Brissett moving on in the market? If you're, if you're the Washington commanders, was it not worth exploring Lamar Jackson? (laughs) Like this just feels irresponsible for a franchise. So look, I'm going to bring Javante in this. Javante, I need you for this one. Because me and Javante. Because me and Devontae okay. watched this show called BMF that, that, you know, 50 Cent does this show, right? They're on season two. And they have a guy in there named Lamar. Lamar is, whoo, Lamar is a scary dude. Now, Lamar makes me nervous when I'm watching it. I'm just watching it. They're going to make Lamar go Lamar from BMF in a good way, though, on the rest of the National Football League. Devontae, Lamar's a scary dude, isn't he? Yep. Like, like the boogeyman. Uh, basically like, like the damn boogeyman. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, uh, and this is difficult, I'm going to say the widest thing I've said uh, all year, I think, <laughs> on this show. And again, that's a pretty high bar. What is, what is B, like, where do I even find PMF? I've never even heard of this show. So just, Javante, what's the channel it comes on? Because I got to save on my TV. It comes on Stars. Stars. Oh, go. I ain't stars. paying for no Stars. Like, Stars is one of those premium channels. Look, I'm still fighting to get Mike Golick Jr. to give me his HBO Max, like, login. I ain't paying for Stars. You got to pay for Stars, Javante. What, are you rich? No, I know people. Oh. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? You got to find people. Okay. You got to well, find people, know, man. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like. I, I, will, I don't even know my password. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think I need. I but see, I, I may just it may just come with my packets because I just you know click it and it comes on. You know, you just right right there. You're just gonna throw out your package and expect no response from that. All right, uh, I will actually quickly. <laughs> Pretty impressive package. Madness update. Oh, actually, I'm gonna do that one more time because all I was thinking about was Harry's package. Madness <laughs> update. Pretty impressive package. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> Once again, uh, I'm pretty impressed with what Maryland is doing early on. Look, you were yes. you were worried about it earlier. Little update: We are at the half between the eight-nine matchup between Maryland and West Virginia. Maryland has taken a 32-30 lead in a game where they were getting their butts kicked early. They've calmed down, shooting the ball much better. In the other game right now that is underway, six thirty-ish to go in the first. Virginia is up twenty-one seventeen on Furman. Virginia, the four seed, thirteen uh, seed Furman. But when you are Virginia and you have the history that Virginia has in the tournament, no seed is safe. Like, Virginia is the one. Like, if you are a Virginia fan, I don't even know if you watch day one of the tournament. I just don't know if you go binge drink day one of the tournament. It feels like getting anywhere near your team on day one of the tournament is a bad idea. No, no, no. They're watching day one of the tournament. But you got to remember, Might history was made when that, when that 16 seed beat the one-seeded Virginia Cavaliers a few years back. But, you know, the following year, Virginia – Followed it up, winning the national championship. So they redeemed themselves. A story meant for a Disney movie. Uh, that's all I'm saying. We will keep you updated, by the way, on any more tweets from Lamar because every one of them seems to have deep meaning. But there were which, two. Which, which Lamar? Uh, BMF Lamar no, or no, Ravens Lamar? I don't Lamar? know BMF Lamar. Can we get BMF okay, Lamar to come sure. on the show, Evan? Like, oh, uh, Evan, do scary. we even... Evan, have you ever watched BMF? Like, uh, Evan? Uh, what, yeah? No? <laughs> I can't believe what Jerry just said. That was funny. Okay. Uh, no, B, no BMF Lamar. All right. We'll, we'll okay. see. Maybe we can get him on the show. All right. Two moves we saw yesterday that speak volumes about what's going on in the NFL right now. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 
are Jason and Harry hot on? So hot. So hot. And what are they cool on? It's in or out. Are you in or out? On Fitz and Harry. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Again, we will keep you updated on everything happening in March Madness, obviously, right now with 3.50 to go in the first. Virginia up by four, up by five, I should say, over Furman, 27-22. But we're going to get to some NFL with some in-and-out, and I'll start this uh, with a little bit of, well, we do we, we have the in-and-out production, right? So we'll, we'll start by getting everybody uh, excited. Oh, we just played it. Well, I'm in two places at once looking at all of this. Uh, let's start. What we're going to do here, Harry, is we're going to have you, uh, we're going to give you a transaction, and then you tell us if you're in and out. Evan, are you leading us through this? Yeah, I'm leading us through this. Okay, I'm all over the place. I'm looking up to this transaction at the same time as the game. I failed the entire show. Have, uh, are you ready, Harry? We're going to start yes. with Darius Slay. Darius Slay, Ooh. back to the Eagles, in or out? I am in on this one because they're losing so many players defensively. Darius Slay and they also signed, re-signed James Bradbury, making sure that secondary is intact. Two guys that played very well and complemented each other very, very well. So I like this move. I also like the fact that it leaked out that he was going to be let go, which gives everybody the opportunity to maybe start talking a little bit about what the market value is, and then it comes back to the Eagles. It makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense to me. I like that one a lot. All right, let's go next to Juju Smith-Schuster agreeing to a deal with the Patriots. What do you think, in or out? I'm actually in on this one as well. Now, he's not a burner and not going to run past people, but he is a sure-handed guy that can be a safety net for Mac Jones. You have Bill O'Brien, who's now the offensive coordinator. He's going to find dynamic ways to get Juju smith shoes to the football, so I'm in on this one. Uh, by the way, Jacoby Myers went to Twitter to make it clear that he sees the Patriots paying Juju Smith-Schuster basically what he got paid to Vegas. They had no interest in him. Should I be in or out on Jacoby Myers? I'm just throwing this one in here. As, as i, I got to ask my wide receiver about my new wide receiver. Jacoby Myers, in or out? I'm going to be in on this one, too. You look at Devontae Adams, also Hunter Renfro. He's going to be able to get one-on-one coverage and, and make some noise at the wide receiver position. Okay, I like that a lot. Uh, Paris Campbell, speaking of wide receivers, just agreed to a one-year deal with the Giants for ESPN's Jordan Ronan. So what do you think? Paris Campbell, Giants, they need weapons. You in or out on this one? I'm in because I like the fit with, all, with uh, head coach uh, Brian Dable. Right, Paris Campbell, when he was at Ohio State, he was a guy that went in motion. You did some trickery things with. Also, he did some of those things with the Colts. Now he's going to be able to do those things in the offense with, with Kafka as the offensive coordinator and also Brian Dable. So, no, now you get to throw another little wrinkle into your offense. Uh, I love it. You're in on all of these. Uh, now I'm going to give you one that's a little more complicated because it leads to some nuanced conversation about money. Yep. Miles Sanders yesterday signed a deal. To join the Panthers. Now, I think we're both in agreement that you would be in on Miles Sanders joining any team, correct? Correct. Here's the little the little extra zhuzh on this one. It's a four-year, $25 million deal for Miles Sanders. Sanders, 25 years old. Four-year, $25 million for a guy coming off the Pro Bowl. In or out? Like the deal? Yeah. I'm out on the deal. Because it doesn't make sense to me. And I have an issue with all the running backs and their money right now. And if you're Saquon Barkley and you're Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't be so mad about that franchise tag if I was y'all. That's $10 million. We just see a guy in Miles Sanders who had a heck of a production with the Philadelphia Eagles last season. And he's going to be making $6.25 million this year. 
It doesn't make sense to me. Also, David Montgomery, he's going to be making six mil. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams had over 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns for the Detroit Lions. He's going to be making $4 million next year. James Robinson, $4 million. Some RGP Ryan, $3.75 million. The running back market. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have kids, don't have them play running back. I know running back used to be the all-time position that you want your kids to play and your kids want them to play. Please move them. Move them to quarterback. Move them to wide receiver. Move them to the defensive side of the ball because they are not valuing running backs these days. Uh, Sanders was third amongst running backs in rushing average, 5.1 yards per carry since 2021. Only Tony Pollard and Nick Chubb have outperformed his average. He was also a second-round pick by the Eagles in the 2019 draft. I only say second round loudly because uh, the the difference in money from the first round to the second round, this is really Sanders' payday. This is it. He's not going to yeah. get another big contract. So if he sees this whole contract through and if it never gets reworked and if he's able to play the entirety of it, he'll make $25 million. Now, that's not you know pocket change for most of us listening. But when you compare that to what the rest of the NFL is paying right now, to your point, Harry, we live in a world where people still have uh, feel a certain sort of way about Zeke holding out. But you look back at it, no running back made more money in his career in the modern mm-hmm. era than Zeke for a reason. At some point, you've got one shot at even a decent payday as a running back in the NFL. And that's a wild world to live in. And I'll say this, Fitz. The reason why it's weird to me is because, you know, you hear coaches preach so much about being balanced on offense and not being one-dimensional and how the run game complements a lot of things that you want to do. And if, especially if you don't have one of these elite quarterbacks – but even then, you look at Patrick Mahomes and, you know, some of their playoff games, they had to lean on the run game at times, right? The running back position, you got to have a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, blocking protection, and also run the football very effectively. So it's not like the running back position is extinct. It's just that how everyone in the front office is viewing that position until it's four-minute offense and you need to secure the ball and you want to keep it away from your opponent from them winning the game. Oh, all of a sudden, now the running back position is very valuable, but also when you don't want to be one-dimensional, when you're going against a damn good pass rush and you don't want them teeing off on your quarterback, now you want to be balanced as an offense. So the, the running back position isn't extinct. It's just the front office people are valuing it very, very differently now. It's also going to be interesting to me long-term. I look at name, image, likeness. And when you are talking about schools like Alabama, schools like Texas, uh, schools like Georgia, where you have elite talent that can go out in these collectives and get paid to stay in college where they are advertising whatever and doing whatever around those schools, I think less and less running backs are going to be looking at coming into the draft. Why would I want to be a second-round draft pick where I can make more money than that right now running the football for Texas, right? Like, why am I going to come out early if I can continue to pad my pockets and if I'm only going to get one shot at a big deal in the NFL. I want to make every dollar before I even get there that I possibly can because once I get there, this is such a terrible thing to say as a human being, but it's real in the analysis. It's a churn and burn leak. You get all the tread off the tires that you can and then you just leave it out by the curb and you hope somebody else in your neighborhood picks it up. It gets left out for trash. That's what we do to running backs right now. Well, especially if you're one of these colleges that's in the top 10, top 15 every year and you're one of these schools that are considered one of the big dogs, right? You know you're your NIL deal is going to be phenomenal. And, it's, and then you're out there performing at a high level as well. You know you're going to get a kickback. You look at B. John Robinson. Now, B. John Robinson is an outlier because he's going to be a first-round draft pick. But he had a sponsorship from, was it Lamborghini? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he was at, at Texas? Think about that now. We're going to see more and more of people realizing, hey, there's value to winning the ACC. So if I need to keep this guy here for longer, if you're a running back, 
man, it, it's only going to become clearer and clearer. I think the growth of college football at the running back position is going to be impacted by the contracts we're seeing for people like Miles Sanders right now. But, it, but, it, but it's also going to force these guys to be better pass catchers, route runners, and be great in, in, in protection because you can't be a run trick, one trick pony now at the running back position. You got to be able to do it all. Yeah, and and well, and in a world where fourth and one is a quarterback sneak anyway, uh, just big bruising backs are are sitting around and, and saying why, why me? Uh, you'd rather bulk up and play offensive line or lean out and try and figure out how to be a tight end. I guess I, <laughs> like there's just no no win in it. Speaking of running backs, there's one running back having a huge impact on his league right now. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I mean, if I didn't write a custom theme song to this show, which humble brag I did, this song might be it. Because every day we're hustling around here. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. There are people that are lucky enough to only work a few days a week and uh, just get to hang out and cover one thing. That's not the way this show works. We, we're grinders. And even if we had that opportunity, Harry, you know we'd still both be walking around saying, what's next, what's next? Because you ain't growing, you're dying, right? So like, mm-hmm. there's this moment for both of us where we've embraced the XFL. You get to cover the XFL from the sideline. By the way, not just saying this because we're friends and co-hosts, but you have just immediately grown into one of my favorites. You're doing a kick-ass job. It is fun to watch you absolutely slay it every weekend and then I'm hosting XFL today which comes at you every Sunday get your highlights and get you caught up on the game uh, you are going to be in St. Louis this weekend which is interesting to me because DC St. Louis is a really close matchup Harry but for anybody that's out there dabbling on it this one's a tough one to dabble on because right now according to my app I've got St. Louis uh, favored by a point and a half I can't figure out how to factor in home field advantage because it was chaos in St. Louis last 40,000 plus the max they were allowed to sell to this game the upper deck is not supposed to be sold the max they could sell to it it was a chaotic crowd and I'm looking forward to this game it's going to be played in St. Louis but this is a rematch these two teams played two weeks ago in DC and it was a close one and you know the St. Louis Battlehawks led by AJ McCarron at the quarterback position came into that game not turning the football over. Well, that defense of, of of the defenders led by Greg Williams, their defensive coordinator, they were able to force four turnovers in that game, uh, including a pick six. They were able to sack AJ McCarron four times. But also, I thought the St. Louis Battlehawks, from an offensive perspective, left some plays out there. Uh, Hakeem Butler had a a really really nice game. I'm looking at the running back position in Brian Hill, and he the when these two teams played uh, last the week before, he missed the game with a hamstring injury. But last week, he's a guy who who rushed for you know eight had 18 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. He really makes a difference for this St. Louis team because when they want to lean on the run game or rely on the run game, they're able to do so. But A.J. McCarron and offensive coordinator Bruce Grakowski, those two guys are on the same page, right? They played in some of the same offenses at the National Football League. And we all know the communication between quarterback and O.C. has to be phenomenal. Anthony Beck, their head coach, is doing a great job. But for D.C. side, what Reggie Barlow has been able to do, and he's not a man of many words, but when he does speak, and I've been able to be be in the locker room at halftime when things weren't going well for that team. He's saying things, and everyone is locked in because he don't say much, but when he talks, he means business. But that team plays physical. 
they're unapologetic about it, and they play with this moxie and this swagger. So I cannot wait for this game. And they had a little scuffle at the end of the first matchup. All those things are patched up now. They understand that, you know, no one's promoting fighting and we can't have things of that nature. But I'm looking forward to this matchup because I think it's going to be an exciting one. And I think it's going to be over 40,000 in, 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 the, in the building again. This game, really hard to predict if you are dabbling on it. The Roughnecks, by the way, for anyone dabbling, play tonight on ESPN, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. The 4-0 Roughnecks play the 2-2 two two Sea Dragons. And I will just tell you all this. Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Roughnecks have covered every single game this year. But check this out. Offensive coordinator A.J. Smith for Houston, who's doing a phenomenal job, right? He he coached under June Jones, who's the offensive coordinator for Seattle back in 2020 with the Houston team. And at the end of our game, when he did his interview with Stor- uh, St- uh, Stormy Abonatoni, he said, June's next. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup because they're the, uh, them and D.C. are the only two undefeated teams left. So he's looking forward to this game because he coached under June two years ago. My bank account's looking forward to Houston. It keeps working for me. Uh, in the meantime, and your bank account update is focused on March Madness. Uh, get you a quick update on all of the action from the tournament. We've got an 8-9 matchup, obviously, between Maryland and West Virginia. Uh, 18-35-ish to le- left to go in this game. It is 35-31 Maryland with the lead at this point of game. Uh, sorry, now I have 38-33 with 18.05 left. So 38-33 Maryland is up by 5 over West Virginia. Maryland was trailing big in this game early on. They've been able to turn that uh, into the opposite. Now they are ahead, so we will obviously keep you updated on that. The other game's at the half, and it's close. Uh, We've got four-seeded UVA leading 13-seeded Furman 32-27. So this feels, as we mentioned earlier, uh, like a little bit of uh, every Virginia fan's puckered up day one because you all know your past in losing these sort of favored matchups. Uh, 32-27, so it's a five-point lead at the half there. We are uh, about a minute away from a 7-10 tip-off, by the way, between Utah State State and Missouri. And uh, Harry, this is just where I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be lying if I told anybody I knew a damn thing about Utah State. I don't. I know what state they're in. <laughs> That's all I know about Utah State, which is why you should totally hang out with us on the basketball. But Anza Show tonight, Christine Williamson, myself, most importantly, King McClure, who's going to join us later in the show. And, and I'm just going to be very honest with you, Harry. We had a production meeting a couple of days ago, and we were getting into it, and they were like, hey, why don't we rank this? And why don't we rank that? Why don't we rank this? And about halfway through, King was like, Man, am I doing all the rankings? And Christine and I were like, yes, yes, you are going to rank the top 10 most important players in this tournament. You're going to rank the top 10 most important. Like, I got a guy that played for Baylor that that knows this game back and forth. I'm going to rely on him to lead me through this. So, you know, King. You're a smart man. You're a smart man. King's, he's my Harry tonight. Like, nobody can ever be my Harry, but tonight, he's my replacement. He's my side piece. He's my replacement Harry. Harry what? I had a Harry Douglas once, but I shaved it. Uh, don't forget, uh, Virginia <laughs> lost to, to they were the one seed when they lost to UMBC in 2018. The head coach of that UMBC team, Ryan Odom, is now the head coach of Utah State. So can he pull off another upset? I, you Ooh. know, these are the nuggets you only get here as you're keeping all your eyes on the uh, or both your eyes. I don't know how many eyes you have on March Madness. We again, we will keep you updated on every single ounce of what's happening as it happens. And if there's an upset in the making, you know, you'll get our reaction to it live. But in the meantime, one NBA team told us everything we need to know when asking if they're a legit title contender last night. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 
Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas are Fitz and Harry. Man, they, they ticked you off, huh? I mean, they ticked you off, my man. I, that, that, I'm just saying, like, like we make these things so complicated. Like, uh, but I, I love the fact you said it with your chest too. Like, you, you said it with your chest. You know what? I'm out here. I'm just out. I'm, <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm out in these streets now. That's what's happening. I'm out well, these, I'm out here. He said I'm out here. Oh I'm, my god! I'm I see out you, Fitz. Please I clip see that you, off, Fitz. Evan and Devin. Please clip that off, please. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Got some breaking baseball news. We'll get to it in just a second. Before we do that, we want to make sure you get caught up on what's happening right now in the NCAA tournament. Plus, I get to play these fancy drums. Madness update. All right, uh, the up and down continues. West Virginia is on a 13 nothing run. They are now beating Maryland 44-38 in the 8-9 matchup. All of us on this show, I think, have Maryland, so we are all a little bit nervous that we won't even make it one pick in with the perfect bracket. So there's that. Virginia, four seed, is up 32-27 at the half on Furman. And also, we now have tip-off uh, in the next game in the South region. The seven seed Missouri is beating 10th-seeded Utah State early on 12 to six. So that is your update there. Now, Harry, breaking news in Major League Baseball. Ten minutes ago, Jeff Passan tweeted out, New York Mets closer Edwin Diaz tore the patellar tendon in his right knee during the celebration after Puerto Rico's WBC victory against the Dominican Republic. He will need surgery and is expected to miss the season. This is significant because last week or two weeks on the show, ago on the show, I became a lifelong diehard Mets fan so that we could have a rivalry. I'm the Mets fan. You're the Braves fan. What do I do now? I don't know, buddy, but uh, Evan, come in on this because I I think we need you. This is life as a Mets fan. Definitely. So you're just getting an early dose of what things are probably going to be like during the season. Now, let me say this. I don't wish an injury on anybody. And I love the fact that, you know, Edwin Diaz was phenomenal last season. When I mean phenomenal, that might be an understatement. A guy who had a 1.31 ERA and 118 strikeouts. And you're probably familiar with it, Fitz, when you start hearing the trumpet being played. That's Edwin Diaz. He is the guy, and it's a whole, it's a whole show. And I was able to go to a, a, a Subway series this past year. There it is. There it is right there. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm a huge Braves fan, but no lie. Hearing this like got me excited when I was at the Subway Series. But, you know, this is a, this is a huge blow to the Mets. And I know they have Scherzer. I know you have Verlander. But you want that guy, that closer that you can count on night in and night out or any time that he goes out there to shut your opponent down. Okay, so here's here's what I have so far in my couple of weeks of Mets fandom, diehard Mets fandom. I mean, lifelong diehard Mets fandom. Uh, I followed them on Twitter. They didn't follow me back. I, uh, uh, I've openly shilled on air for Mets gear because, let's face it, we're in the dating stage. And, like, if I'm going to be able, uh, like, typical Mets. I'm not going to go out there and buy a bunch of Mets gear just to take on Harry Douglas. Like, I, I think it's pretty reasonable. They send me Mets gear. I'll wear Mets gear. Like, I'll wear it on, on our broadcast all the time and I'll uh, you know, get out there. I'll take the, I offered to take the whole staff to a game. I've heard nothing from the Mets, nothing at all. Now, one of their significant pieces are out for the year. 
do I jump ship or do I just buckle down? Is this what my future is supposed to be like? This is your future. Like, do you know how I knew Fitz hadn't been a Mets fan for very long? When I sent you guys the injury to the group text, Fitz was like, oh, no, he'll be fine. He'll be back in two weeks. I was, meanwhile, texting with like three other Mets fans that I know on the side who were like, this is it. It's over. The season's <laughs> over. Like, like, I don't know if you know the Family Guy clip where uh, Fitz, where... Of course. Uh, yes, it's Family Guy. I know them all. Go ahead. It's like, you know... Uh, this is as disappointing as being a Mets fan, and it's like, and the pitch to start the season, and, and the season's over. Yeah. That is literally what happened with Edwin <laughs> Diaz last night on the mound of the WBC when he got hurt celebrating. Is, is there any logic? Like, the Phillies got some good swag. Should I become a Phillies fan? Does that have some? Like, should ooh, I? Ooh. I mean, uh, look. Well, that, that, that's, that's also another team that, I, yeah, we, we, we can get very aggressive. Like, the Braves, look, Phillies, the, the, Braves, Mets. The whole you know, Tipper Jones named one of his kids after Shea Stadium. Like, that's how deep this goes. Okay. Uh, See, I feel like it needs to be Mets. There's two reasons, three reasons. One, I do like the color combo, although the Phillies, uh, the the logo is very nice. I'll give them some credit on that. Number two, the stadium proximity is pretty easy to get down to a Mets game. I can take the staff. We can all have a a, a while. Yeah, Citi Field is nice, too. Uh, It's it's really nice. It looks nice. They they have, like, suites and, like, luxury boxes. They look fancy. They also do a Bark in the Park event like the Yard Goats do. You know, immediately when the Yard Goats put Bark in the Park available, I went out and bought a ticket for me and Annabelle. Like, I could take Annabelle to a Mets game. I'm sure that means they sell little, like, Mets jerseys that I could put on on Annabelle. Like, I feel like the Mets are the right choice. But, you know, frankly, I I, I don't have any long-term commitment until I have a piece of gear on me. I don't have any long-term commitment. I can still back out of this thing. Like, that's like put a ring on it. I can't wait to go to City Field just to watch, you know, Matt Olson from the Braves, Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna, all these guys hit home runs in City Field. I can't wait to watch our closer, Raciel Iglesias. I can't wa- wait to watch him close things out for the Braves. That, that's what I can't wait for. This is this is my opportunity for this show to go to these these games and really spend a weekend in New York hanging out. Be great content for you and I to have a rivalry. We get along so well. It gives us something that we can bark at each other at throughout the course. Like the Raiders and the Falcons are never really going to be rivals. The Raiders and the Titans aren't rivals. Like we can't bark at each other. To I don't have a favorite college football team. I just love co- covering the sports. My favorite sport to cover. I'm always going to root for Louisville because I love you. So like my boy, I, f- I feel my boy, like Blue. this is our only shot at really having a massive like declarative rivalry you know on the show we, and the Mets gotta, are letting me down. We got to have Jay Will on the show because Jay Will knows Steve Cohen and we got to get this going because I want someone to go against in the baseball Wait, is, world. Is Jay really Will a, a Mets fan? Is is Jay Will a, like a Mets? I mean, he knows Steve Cohen. Fine, but is he, he a Mets fan? He threw out the first pitch at the Mets game. I think he's he's trending towards being a Mets fan. I'm not sure he's there yet. Okay. Well, look, I mean, I I would be willing to go in and play the national anthem for him before a Mets game. I've, I've done that at several Ooh, major sporting events. That's, yes. a, that's a little Fitz and Harry love into this rival. Like, yes. Mets, I'm offering him up. Like, Mets, I'm down on a knee, and I'm asking you to marry me. You just got to act like you're slightly oh, interested. You made me nervous. You said you would. Oh. I mean, okay. I'm uh, asking you to marry, marry me. Mar- okay. I'm down on one knee asking them to marry me. I, I feel like the, the Mets here let me down. And now, uh, obviously, in a very serious note for the Mets, I, I've seen some of the Twitter reaction. They are going to have to figure out because they are a team that has put a lot of resources in trying to win right now. So a loss like this is not something that I can imagine the Mets are just going to sit on the sidelines and let happen, right? They're going to have to figure out how to address this and figure out how to, to move forward because they're not in the business this year of mediocrity, unlike the Braves.
See no. what I did there? I threw that no. little shade in. I mean, just are you talking about the brace that won the World Series not too long ago? I mean, not too long. I mean, not too long ago. Like, it's, talking about those brace? Yeah, you mean year before last? Okay. When the, you talking we, about those brace? A couple of years ago. Like, I mean, okay. again, in third grade, Evan was probably taller than somebody. Doesn't mean anything today. Uh, he I mean, says that, he that was that was a million years ago, okay. though. <laughs> so now Evan's old <laughs> and short. We'll keep you updated on the breaking news as it comes in on the Mets, and most importantly, Mets call me. Like I don't know how much more desperate I can sound. Just just call me. In the meantime, we know the reaction of Jets fans after yesterday's declaration by Aaron Rodgers. How were Packers fans feeling? We'll tell you next from the source. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 